Dash podcast with Pastor Rick Hill, Senior Pastor of Grace Community Church in Rawls, New Mexico. I'm Marie Manning. What an honor it is to have you join us today. Our goal at Living Your Dash is to better help you connect the dots of discipleship so that you can find and fulfill God's purpose for your life. Let's join Rick and Sean with this week's podcast. Well, welcome back to episode 64 of the Living Your Dash podcast. This week, our very special guest is Alan Getty, Grace Community Church's very own children's ministry pastor. Good morning. Uh, welcome, Alan. Yes, Thank good you. morning to you. And good morning, everybody out there in internet land. So, okay, so this past week, you spoke on the topic of, of serving others using that Galatians 5.13 passage mm-hmm. um, and choosing uh, the, the deacon's narrative as, as the background. Um, can you help us out here? Um, I'm going to ask you more about that scripture in a second or that passage, but okay. as we look at like the 30,000 foot level, uh-huh. how is serving others the, the key to happiness? I don't get it. I don't get anything <laughs> out of this. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting question and one that um, I think a lot of us wonder about, but I I think, uh, you know, if we look at the, the passage that we talked about where, you know, people are serving food, I, I, don't, I don't see if I read that passage and left that passage alone. And, and like, here's the passage um, where it talks about the church needing to, the church having not reaching certain widows mm-hmm. with the daily distribution of food and how that was dealt with. I don't know that you could look at that passage and go, well, there's happiness. Mm-hmm. But I think we can go outside of that passage and use some some examples in our world and I did that in the sermon where people have seen areas to serve and they come away from that and they feel so blessed by it yeah they feel blessed by serving um, my own my own personal life you know when I when I've done mission trips and I walk away from those mission trips I'm super tired I'm super you know exhausted just I'm done and I, I'm spent but then a month later, I'm looking back and I'm like, man, that was so much fun. Or yeah. Five years later or 10 years later, I'm looking back and I go, that created so much joy in my life. Yeah. That aspect of serving. And uh, so, yeah, and I, and I think you can talk to a lot of people who serve in different ministries and they're like, this is my life. Like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do anything else. Yeah. I think it's actually interesting that, that you, it, this is not necessarily, I think because we're made in the image of God. This is not a quote-unquote Christian thing, right? No. I think we're hardwired to discover that we really, we really maximize our joy whenever we can help somebody else. Absolutely. And uh, I, I think that that's really cool. But if you don't mind, as, as, we, as we look at that passage, you know, there's this... Um, the, the, it, it's really a history of the early church. Exactly. And there were a lot of dangers that were, that were present that could have really stymied uh, the efforts there. Um, can you give me more detail on, I think that there, there were gifts that were brought up. Um, uh, I don't know. Maybe you can give me a little more information about that. You mean like in, in this passage, what was yeah. happening? Uh-huh. Yeah, so it was very interesting. And, and, I, and I'd never really dove into this passage before. Um, and, as I, and as I really just kind of, Kind of looked into it and kind of, you know, took mm-hmm. out of it what I could see. One of the things that that I that I noticed is that um, <laughs> two thousand years ago we had the same problems we have today. Mm. You know, here's the early church; they're growing, 
and they're doing good things. Mm-hmm. Daily distribution of food. They're they're out there taking care of the widows. And it doesn't say the widows complained. By the way, if you look at that, interesting. It doesn't say the widows complained. It said the Hellenistic Jews yeah. complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. Yeah. And so I think, man, that's that's a that's a huge problem. Yeah. Because you have somebody complaining against somebody else. You have um, you have this idea of we're doing the right thing, but somehow we're missing a very important part of it. And that could have gone. I mean, could you imagine what would have happened if it was left there? Mm-hmm. Nothing was done. Yeah. What happens in the early church? Wow. There's a split. Yeah. Yeah. And now we have two. I mean, so I just thought that part of that, that one verse, one verse, Acts 6 1. Mm. And it says, in those times when the church was growing, you know, the disciples were increasing. The Hellenistic Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That is, that probably means a lot more than I think we can. Absolutely. It. And I think when we talk about, you know, what could have happened. Uh-huh. That's scary. Yeah, yeah. I love the fact that, that um, uh, the apostles, all right, the big cheese guys, mm-hmm. okay, they're the ones that, that said, uh, choose from, and you brought this up, choose from amongst yourselves. They left the responsibility back, back towards them. Yeah. And they were able to choose, but they gave them two stipulations. One is uh, that they be uh, uh, filled with the Spirit. What, what, what was it? Full of wisdom. Full of wisdom. And the Spirit. Yeah. And so they had that spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. But when I think, and then when I think about wisdom, I, I think, you know, they have to be able to do the job. <laughs> Right. I right. mean, it's the, we, we sometimes don't think about administration or um, uh, certain tasks being done as, as spiritual, but cleaning up a table or mopping up a floor or, or cleaning a bathroom, those are spiritual activities just as much as preaching. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In fact, more so, I think, in some aspects. Mm. Um, and that, you know, I think that being in the children's ministry, uh, the volunteers that I have. I have so many volunteers that don't teach class. Yeah. You know what they do? They they clean off shelves and they they go in and they make toast and they go in and they make pancakes and they they come in and you know if there's a child that's very very upset, they take that child. Yeah. And they 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 talk to them. Yeah. So it's not always about teaching the word, it's about being the word. Yeah. And in yeah. this situation, I think we see that. You know, they 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 said to the people, choose from among yourselves these men that are wise and full of the Spirit. Yeah. And I love that. I, I love that. I want to speak to, to motivation because I think, like, you know, like we said, everybody would agree that serving each other is a good idea. The hard part comes uh, in why we do it. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I see this sometimes on, on television, like for whether it's for a political action committee or for selling yogurt or cars or tacos, you know, people will say, you know, hey, we're going we're gonna to do this because we want to serve other people. And it, I don't know, it just, how do I make sure that my heart as a disciple um, is the same as, as really the motivation 
as the disciples back then. Does that make sense? Or yeah. How do I how do I make sure that my motive is is pure uh, in these ways? Well, that's a really interesting question because I once heard um, I've, I've heard several things in the world we talk about this, but mm. there's no such thing as a truly as a truly um, selfless deed. Mm. I don't believe there is. Hmm. I believe that our motivation, our intrinsic motivation, we are always motivated by something we'll receive. Ah, mm-hmm. So to say that there's a truly selfless deed is, is, that's pretty hard. I think only one person had a truly selfless deed, and that would be Jesus Christ. Yeah. So the motivation for serving is, I think we always have to be looking at the true motivation is not selfless, but what, what do you get out of serving? Mm. And I think it's important that we look at that, you know, mm. and, and um, because intrinsically there is a motivation for serving. Yeah, there is. And and I don't know that always the motivation has to be completely like, well, I'm serving out of, uh, you know, I think you get something out of it. Uh-huh. You always get something out of it. The story I shared about the man who delivered food to all of his newspaper deliveries and, and did that. Right yeah. at the beginning. Yeah. That story about him. And, you know, I think he, he comes in, in the interview and he says, it's the second greatest thing I've ever done other than raising my kids. Oh, yeah. I remember like, that story. It's great. What? Yeah. What a shock. Yeah. He just gave and gave and gave. He receives joy from that. Yeah. And I think that's, that's the motivating factor is we have to get beyond the, this is going to take time out of my day. This is going to be... This is going to be a lot of work. Yeah. This is this is going to cost me money. Mm-hmm. But what I will receive out of it is joy. Yeah. And uh, and I think that's why it's important. You know, one of the things I really liked about our passage is that when they did choose the men, they chose full of wisdom, full of spirit, but also they chose Greeks. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. And you know those men. We're going to receive joy in serving those widows. Yeah, they absolutely were because mm-hmm. they were their people, and and I think that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. You know, I was I was gonna while while you were talking, I was, I was thinking, well, wait a minute, that that's not necessarily true that 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 we that we don't get something out of this. But on the other hand, there absolutely has to be something, even if it's at the point of of saying, you know. It brings me joy mm-hmm. to see that they're not hungry, or it brings me joy um, that th- their day is made easier if I if I let them go first. Um, and so the, I think that part of what I was getting at uh, is like um, I think that Lucado brings us out in the book where uh, where Martha was so busy and uh, you know trying to serve Jesus, and it was really. We get from the narrative that it was really more about Martha than it was about Jesus. Right. And, and we, we do get that now. I mean, we, we know that some people, they, they serve and they, they, re, I mean, they tear up their body, their health, their finances so that they can look good. There's that, the kickback for them is that they want other people to admire them. And uh, this is kind of interesting. I mean, how, I guess, how do we know that... Um, or, or how do we make sure that 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 desire for being admired, you know, mm. especially with I mean, you're you're our social media guy. So yeah. uh, if you all don't know this, uh, Alan is our ad hoc 
uh, a social media pastor too. So <laughs> this is what he does. Um, but you, there, there's a real uh, psychological um, uh, kickback for me if I see all those likes on a post oh, yeah. or on a Twitter or something like that. And so suddenly, I mean, the reason why maybe I'm putting something um, altruistic or beautiful, right, on the internet is so I want to see how many people like that picture. Of course, I would never really do that in real life. Ha ha. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, how do we... Do you think we need to be careful of that, especially these days? Well, I think you have to be careful of that because because if we get wrapped up in how many people like what we're doing, mm -hmm. then we're going to stop serving. Hmm. Because people, not everybody's going to like it. I mean, I, I think about, go back to the passage. Here we have the church is taking care of widows. Mm -hmm. And you have a group of people doing that. It's not like the whole church is doing it. There's a group of people that are in charge of that ministry. And you have to assume that. Yeah. Based on the fact of how they solved the problem. They didn't say, everybody do it. They said, let's put seven men in charge of this. So there were people in charge of the daily distribution of food in the church 2,000 years ago. Yeah. And somebody complained. Mm -hmm. Somebody didn't like what they were doing. Right. So if they were so caught up in how it was being, you know, whether or not they were effective or whether or not everybody was happy they were doing it, then as soon as that happened, people would have quit. Because mm -hmm. that's what we do. We, well, that didn't work, so I'll try something else that will work. So we have to always remember that the goal of, of service is pleasing God. Yeah. Not pleasing others. Yeah. We do please others in the process. Yeah. But in the end, it's about serving God. Yeah. And because um, that's a really, I mean, and same thing, you know, I mean, I do the same thing. You know, I post things for the church every day. Mm -hmm. And um, I, I, I pay very close attention to how a post does. Right. And I'm upset when it doesn't do well. <laughs> What was wrong with that? You know, and and and, every, and and if you're doing it for 365 days, you're going to have a clunker, or you're going to have one that really works, and you're like, "Wow, look at that!" Like uh, earlier, I think last week, I because usually what I do is I find a really good passage, yeah, and then I find a picture that yeah. kind of goes along. So last week, I found this picture online uh -huh. of this dog holding a bottle for a sheep. Uh huh. Uh huh. And I just thought, man, that is a great picture. I got, I find a verse that matches that picture, put the verse on there, and I thought, that's it. Wow. That'll, that'll kill. Yeah. I did all right. <laughs> and I'm like, how the heck can you people not see that that is the cutest picture yeah. ever? Yeah. This, this should be the meme for 2021. That's it. That's right. And you all missed it. What is wrong with you people? No, you know, I, I, I kind of wonder, you know... Praise God that Jesus, the the development of the ministry and what, what he did was not in 2021. Or, oh, my or, goodness. You know, can you imagine the disciples looking at their smartphones saying, you know, Lord, this is not trending well. This is not trending it's well. So you know, we're not getting the likes and, and the picture that we had of you is blurry. So do you mind if we can get you in some better lighting? I mean, can you imagine? Yeah. I mean, oh, my goodness. I, I, I even kind of thought back to... And, and Lucado brings this out in his book, the, the passage of, of, of when Jesus, uh, speaking to that, that 
to, to the earnest desire that we ought to have. The night before he was crucified at the Passover meal, right. he himself got up during the meal, uh, took off his outer garments, put a towel around his waist like a common slave, and washed his disciples' feet. And, and I don't know anybody else in all of history who's done something like this. Right. I, your master, have done this for you. Now I want you to do the same thing for each other. And I, and I think that, yes, we do. That's our motivation is, is uh, as you said already, we want to please God. That's right. And it should be that kickback of, of it's even, I don't know, I don't want to even call it a kickback. Just the pleasure of being able to please somebody else or help somebody else. Yeah. Well, and sometimes serving isn't pretty. Yeah. You know, but it's still a blessing. Right. And uh, that's, I think that's, that's true. Yeah, I think that, that we, we talk about that at Grace. Mm-hmm. There's a primary ministry that we definitely are gifted towards and that we know that we're going to hit a home run on. But we, we also need to think about other ministries that, you know, there, I don't know one person. I, I don't think there is a spiritual gift of cleaning toilets. I don't, <laughs> but there is that. But nevertheless, I, I don't. Just because I may not be particularly gifted at it, doesn't mean that I shouldn't do it. Um, um, yeah, I'm just kind of curious. I mean, we've been talking about examples. Jesus' example of, of of humble service. What was an example of of humble service that sticks with you to this day? And what was it a power? Did it make a powerful impact? Absolutely. Um, you know, I, I didn't grow up in the church. Hmm. Um, I was 16 when I became a Christian. And so um, some of the best servants I've ever, I've ever known weren't, weren't in the church. Wow. Um, hmm. There was, but they, but later in life, you know, they, I found out that they did have a walk with Christ. But, but as a kid, I didn't see it associated with church. <laughs> but... Um, <clears throat> Perfect example is we lived in, I grew up in a, in a little town called Sandy, Oregon. Uh-huh. And um, my, my mom and my dad were divorced at five years old. And so my mom was a single mom raising three children in Sandy, Oregon. And she had to work um, usually in Portland, which is about a 30-minute drive. Mm. Uh, she actually worked in Milwaukee, which is about a 40-minute drive. And so in the morning, I walked to school on my own. Uh, I was a latchkey kid. Mm. But mom didn't want me going home. So there was, there was a couple dear friends of the family and she lived right next to the school and I'd go to her house and, and she watched me and I don't think my mom ever paid her a dime. Wow. Her name was Iva Chrisman, but, but I'm going to tell you what Iva Chrisman did that still to this day rings amazingly true to service. Mm -hmm. And uh, we would get these ice storms in Oregon Uh and we lived in an apartment complex and they call them. They call them silver thaws. And what a silver thaw is, is it rains and it freezes. It rains, like freezing rain. Okay. But it freezes to everything and it becomes heavy and stuff starts to break. And almost always electricity goes. Uh-huh. So now it's 20 degrees. There's no electricity and it's out for days. Uh-huh. And my mom has three kids. We don't have heat and we have no place to get heat. And Ivor Christman had a big... One of those big old houses, mm. and Bill had added this this top part had a wood stove on it, oh. and Iva told the family she told her, as many people come over to the house, uh-huh. so we had uh. 20, twenty. I remember it being a 
a bunch of people at this house. Wow. Got the wood stove going, and Iva is cooking on the wood stove because we don't have any power. Yeah. So she's cooking spaghetti on the wood stove. She's cooking this on the wood stove. And the whole time, we're just enjoying life as we got this wood stove. It's heating the whole house. Yeah. We're, all, we're sleeping on the floor. Huh. And it's this. It's one of these incredible memories that I'm like, I, it was one of the best memories I have as a kid. Yeah. And I'm sure that my mom doesn't remember it as a memory. That was good. <laughs> She's thinking, my gosh, I can't take care of my family. My dad can't even get out to Sandy. He's living in Portland. He can't even get to Sandy. Yeah. And so here we are. And I'm like, wow, look at that service. And did what did she do? Yeah. She opened her house up. Yeah. And she said, come one, come all. Wow. I can keep you hot and I can keep you fed. Yeah. <laughs> and I think we stayed there for, it felt like an eternity. I'm sure it was only a couple days, but it felt like a week. Yeah. It was the best time of my life. Amazing. And, uh, and I just always looked at that and said, I want to be that type of person. Yeah. When, when, um, when, when it gets rough that people can look to me and go, Hey, what, what can we, what, what can Alan do? What can, yeah. And I, I, so I just, I love that. That's awesome. Um, and so that was one of them. That's one of, it, it always stuck in my brain. Yeah. Um, after that, and we didn't go to church. <laughs> we didn't have a church family. There was just Iva. Yeah. You know, who loved Jesus. I found out later in wow. life, loved Jesus. And when she passed away a few years ago, amazing. it was like, wow, she really loved Jesus. You know, I think that that's the thing is that we, we don't want to serve just simply to make a leverage point. We want to do it because it's the right thing to do. And as you were talking about that, I remember staying over at a friend's house, and and, and uh, they had a wood burning stove, and uh, they made hot cocoa. And so I remember going to sleep, smelling the burning wood, and waking up to breakfast, um, which was hot cakes and and uh, and bacon. And uh, I, I'm, I still remember it as a kid, you know. And and all these boys in this house, it was a Cubs got adding that didn't turn out right. And so, but it turned out to be wonderful. Yeah. And it's almost like, like, man, I can't wait for the next ice storm so that <laughs> I can give my own kids, you know, who are, I don't know, it's kind of strange, isn't it? I yeah. mean, with uninterruptible power service and no problem with, with clean drinking water and things like that, it, we almost get spoiled. What am I saying? Those are good things. Okay. Um, <laughs> how about. Um, you know, the, the pandemic happened, and so we're so limited. We can't do normal things anymore. So do, do you think that we get a pass from serving no. during these times? Well, Absolutely that was quick. Not. Okay. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, go ahead. Keep going. I'm sorry. No, no, you're right. Obviously, that was a loaded question that yeah. I wanted you to, to fire at. Yeah. I, Man, I mean, now more than ever, we we have the opportunity to serve not only the people in the church, but the people outside the church. Um, you know, you got, you have so many people that are wondering about um, jobs, especially in the food service industry here in New Mexico. Mm -hmm. And you have people that aren't coming to church for various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, make a phone call. You know, mm -hmm. find out. You know, send a letter. Yeah. Find out if there's a way that you could help a family. Yeah. That maybe they're not in need. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're okay financially, but maybe they're disconnected relationally. Mm -hmm. and they don't. They they've missed their friends and they miss their. You know, I think there's so many ways to do it where you don't have to be in contact. If you're afraid about contact, 
There's ways to do it without contact. There are also ways to do it with contact. Yeah. There really are. You know, I mean, we have Monday morning and a Thursday morning time where kids come in and they, they do school, for mm-hmm. whatever that looks like. And uh, I have some great volunteers that are there every Monday and every Thursday. Um, and they, I mean, that's hard. Yeah. It's hard for them. Yeah. But they're there. Yeah. And so, no, you don't get a pass. You just Excellent. have to look at it differently. There you go. Yeah, you just have to come up with different ways to serve at this point in time. And we get it. I mean, you have to be careful. I'm speaking to our audience. Yeah. If you're listening to this and you've got a broke down immune system or it's you just have to be careful because there are secondary ailments that you have like heart disease or breathing problems. And yeah, that if you get that COVID pneumonia, it's going to probably kill you. So you got to be careful. But there are things that you can do. Uh, staying in, in the quote-unquote safety of your own home. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't make those calls. You can make those text messages. And you know, the other day I was driving home, and I probably should not have done this, but, but, I, <laughs> but as, as, as I came to a stop sign, I, I thought of somebody, and I called them just to say hi. And it, we had a great conversation that lasted all the way for me to, to getting home, mm-hmm. and it was really good because I hadn't seen them in three months. And so it was great. Alan, before you go, there's there's a you started brand new uh, everything. I mean, it's a podcast, it's YouTube. T- I mean, I'm going to put some of these things in the link here today, but tell me more about what you're doing and why. Whew, so um, we're basically down in the children's ministry creating what I would call an online campus. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's no one place to go to the online campus. There's no way to really do that. Like, hey, here's our online campus. It's several different locations. But what we've done is we've created um, a Facebook Grace Kids page, Facebook Grace Kids Preschool page, and then a Grace Kids YouTube page. Um, And what we're going to do on those is really just open up the idea for not just Sunday morning, because we understand that there's still people that are not coming Sunday morning. And people go on vacation. So we don't want you to ever be disconnected from the church again. Mm -hmm. We're going to connect throughout the week. We'll have different videos on there. We'll have different things I do. Um, I'm going to do illustration every week that illustrates the the lesson from last week and will lead you into the lesson for next week. And you will be able to stay connected um, with our ministry through these three sites and others as well. But these are the three big ones, Grace Kids Facebook, Grace Kids Preschool Facebook, and then the Grace Kids YouTube channel. Um, and that, uh, on the Facebook pages, a lot of times that will be an opportunity for parents to sit down with their kids and watch the lesson on the YouTube page. It will literally be for the kids. Mm. Like my hope is, is that, um, as it gets flowing, YouTube kids will just pop up and the podcast will be for our parents. Just an opportunity each week for me to speak into what we're teaching the kids on Sunday, how as a parent, you can help your child um, develop that that virtue. Yeah, uh, it's virtue. Our lessons are virtue based, so like the month of February is kindness. Mm-hmm. So each week I'm going to talk about how do we help our children be kind, mm. and uh, I'll be using the the verse for that week, and that will be just for the parents. The podcast will be for the parents. Mm-hmm. Um, everything else will be for both. 
All right. And the YouTube channel will just be for the kids. Fantastic. Well, Al, I know you got to go because you got a staff meeting to go to. <laughs> but thank you so much for spending time with this great message. And by the way, I'm going to make sure that that link is included because you need to stop what you're doing now and go watch that and then come back and, and listen to Rick. So, Al, thanks so much for being Thanks a lot, Sean. Okay, so Rick, we wanted to just get back together with you. So I know that we just had this great conversation with Alan. Uh, but, you know, something I'm kind of curious about, this is your series that you started. And so we're about halfway through. How do you feel things are going so far? Well, I feel like the uh, the series is hitting the mark right in the bullseye. Mm. It's because the whole focus of the series is happiness. How do you find genuine, authentic happiness? And we're learning that happiness is found in giving, mm. not in getting. And that's the great paradox. It's more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah. And so we're learning that it, it really is, happiness really is found in service, not the, serve us. Mm. Not that attitude. Oh, that's clever. <laughs> Sean, I think too, it's very interesting what a paradox we see um, when, when we look, for example, at, at Washington, D.C. and all the mm. conflict going on in the news, mm. I believe that this series has hit a home run because it's presented a clear contrast with many politicians in Washington, D.C. You know, when you look at popularity polls, uh, right now a Washington politician is just below the Antichrist <laughs> in popularity. And and you, you wonder why. They, they talk about, you know, I, I'm, I'm involved in public service. That mm. sounds so noble. Yeah. When you peel away the onion, you get to the core. It's yeah. really about self-service. Yeah. They're self-service, not public service. Thank goodness, not all. Yeah. But I think this uh, series has hit a home run because people see the contrast between self-service attitude versus the attitude Jesus is teaching. Yeah, boy, I know I personally have benefited so much. It's, it's with anything that, that, that you teach or, or whenever we open ourselves up to the Word of God, we're going to be tested with it, and praise God for that. Uh, the thing that immediately came to, to bear was I get really impatient behind drivers that I think are too slow. And, and so the Lord really began to show uh, how, how just... Um, how much of a problem this was. And so I thought, you know, the problem is not my wife telling me I'm driving too fast or for me just to, to quit um, being so frustrated. The problem I was not with the driver, not with the wife, not with the speed limit. It's me. And uh, so I appreciate the fact that I needed to say, how do I need to deal with this? And so I went to the Lord and and someone had given me a, a, a very small serenity prayer. You know, you know that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> God grant me the uh, the serenity mm -hmm. to 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 uh, no. Oh, I forgot it already. You know, uh, to accept the things I cannot change. Right. And the courage to change things I can. And and I I thought I can't change anybody else except me. And I appreciate you bringing all this back for us. Something that I'm kind of curious about. I mean, the the pandemic. Uh, it's kind of interesting when the pandemic started and you said, I, I really believe that the Lord brought this series to us. Do you, do you still feel that way that the Lord prepared us it, or is, yeah, prepared us a long time ago for what's what we're experiencing now? More now than ever, Sean, uh, there's a, 
I believe, a huge challenge that this series is teaching us a step at a time, one step at a time each week as we go through this series and reading Max Licato's incredible book, How Mm. Happiness Happens, is helping us and his video series that our small groups are using. They're they're just adding an exclamation mark to the message. But the, the challenge is we have, if you want to be happy, you have to look for opportunities to to love and to serve and to give. Mm. As we go through this pandemic, Sean, here's the choice. Uh, we, we can either complain about the circumstances or we can serve others in the midst of the circumstances. Yeah. Because many of the circumstances are beyond our control. Right. But you can either complain or you can serve. But believe me, only one response leads to happiness. Mm. You know, I think that that's part of the whole challenge, isn't it? I mean, are there some challenges that, that you think that we, we were, were not, maybe we're just not seeing well enough? Maybe, I don't know, even a warning, Rick, that we, we need to be careful. Well, this came up in, in my small group discussion this week, and we came to the conclusion that it's very often in the small things. Mm. It's the small things that win the victory. It's the small things that lose the battle. Mm. And so we challenged each other in our small group that this week we're going to look for opportunities every day to serve someone. And and our goal is to do it in such a way that nobody finds out. Mm. To, to give, to love, to serve someone, and even that person, if possible, We'll never find out who did it. Mm. And there's there's the challenge. And the warning is, Sean, if we don't take steps like this, we will become like the worst example of a Washington D politician <laughs> of saying, Yeah, I'm a Christian, I'm involved involved yeah. in public service, when in reality we're involved in self service. Yeah. Wow. Well, I've I've really enjoyed this series. I'm I praise God for for you just uh, bringing this to our attention. Okay, so what else is going on at Grace? Well, this Sunday is week four Uh of the Happiness Series. How about this one, Sean? Forgive one another. There's the next one another we're going to look at. Forgive one another. We're going to look at at the church at at Ephesus. Fascinating church. Paul wrote a letter to the church. Uh When you read through his letter, you wonder, why does Paul keep talking about forgiving and and uh, loving one another and learning to practice unity and mm-hmm. so we're going to go back to the actual founding of the church in Ephesus in the book of Acts we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of of what was that church made of what were the the issues that they were facing and we're going to learn real quick ah there's the problem yeah and and from that we're going to learn the how and the why that we need to forgive today. Mm, wow, all right. Hey, we also have a Sunday night, Class 201. It's the second class in our Discovery Class series called Discovering Maturity. Uh, we teach people how they can learn four habits of spiritual growth that will help them grow spiritually for the rest of their lives. Wow, fantastic. That's what's happening this Sunday. Fantastic. Rick, thanks so much for your time. Thanks for spending time with us today. We hope that you've been encouraged and better informed. We love to get feedback, so send us an email with your comments and suggestions to info at roswellgrace.com. If you like what we're doing here at Living Your Dash, please hit the subscribe button 
leave us a review on your platform and share this with your friends. For more information about Grace Community Church, please point your browser to roswellgrace.com. Until next time, I'm Marie, and this is Living Your Dash.